Unfolding the eternal excellences, the hidden insights of the truth and the depth of the riches of wisdom and knowledge. The Bible says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have not pointed to your weaknesses. He says, I have cleansed thee by the word. I have pointed to your strength. And this is your strength, that I am Christ in you, the hope of glory. The glory of freedom, the glimpses into eternity. The gospel is not supposed to be an assumption. It's not supposed to be just a mere presupposition. Truth is older than language, but the word of God is way deeper than any human language. And now, Apostle Grace with the word. 1 Corinthians chapter 2 and verses 9. The Bible says, as it is written, I has not seen, no ear heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God has prepared for them that love him. And the Bible says, but God hath revealed them unto us by his spirit. For the spirit such as all things, yeah, the deep things of God. God has revealed them unto us by the spirit. For the spirit such as all things, yeah, the deep things of God. Somebody shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. Shout hallelujah. The spirit of revelation. Many years ago, when I just come into a deeper understanding and a hunger and a thirst for the things of God, many times we used to separate ourselves over the mountain in my university days, and then we used to just go there and spend time, you know, praying and reading the word. And then one time I came to a certain realization. That one, I realized the Bible was boring for me then. You understand? Some of you know exactly what I'm talking about. I would open Zechariah, Isaiah, and I read things and I'm like, God, what is this? Do I have a witness? Then I say, ah, maybe I'm the one who doesn't understand it. I go in the Psalms. I read nothing. I go in the New Testament. I open it. Romans. I read nothing. So I started to live a life where I enjoyed people telling me about the Bible that I read. But every time I would put my eyes in this Bible, it was a bore. Why was it boring? Because I did not understand anything. You remember the Ethiopian eunuch? Which was going, I think, to Jerusalem to praise or worship. The scripture says he opens in Isaiah and he reads. And as he's reading, Philip comes and asks him, do you understand what you're reading? He asked him, understandest thou what thou readest? Do you understand what you're reading? And the next verse says, and he said, how can I accept some man should guide me? And he desired Philip that he would come out and sit with him. I was in that place. Definitely this eunuch was a believer in the testimony. He would not simply be reading Isaiah. He believed the testimony of what he was reading. But he did not understand, for the full understanding of the life he was transacting with when he was reading. Do you understand what you're reading? When something does not give understanding... It switches you off a certain way. You lose interest. You lose the heart of it. It's like reading a funny novel, a funny book that doesn't make sense. It's not fun. Anything that appeals to a man as fun, anything that appeals to a man with meaning, that it will involve that man to engage with it more. But this is not how so I was with the scriptures. And so every time I'd see people who say, oh, I love the word, I would think, I think I have to just start pretending like those guys are pretending. Not that I did not love the word, but I love the word. There were some people think they love the word, but you know when you're not reading it, but you love it. Who is understanding what I'm saying? Yes. And so I preferred somebody reading it for me. I preferred a man to give me understanding of it. And that's how far I went. 
And then one day, I started to pray to understand these things. And then I had an experience, an encounter that changed my life forever. It changed my life forever. Now, I don't have special moments where I read the Bible. I read the Bible every time. Every time it's beautiful. Sometimes I read some things and woo, I want somebody to feel what I'm feeling. Because the word has become an experience. It became real. Somebody shout hallelujah. The Bible says in 1 Peter 1.13, this is my experience. It says, wherefore, guard up the loins of your mind, be sober, and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. Do you know why he tells you to guard the, the loins of your mind? Do, do you know why he's telling you guard the loins of your mind? He's saying, what is coming is going to blow you. Better get ready. That's what he's saying. He's saying what is coming to you is going to blow you. Better prepare your spirit. Prepare your mind to be blown. And the hope for the end of the grace that is to be brought unto you at the revelation of Jesus Christ. When this thing hits you finally. And you understand the word like you ought. It's mind blowing. It's mind blowing. It better find your mind sober. It better find you steady. It blows. It blows. And so revelation started to come. Right? It started to come. All my life, I said to understand it. And the Lord told me one of the most profound statements I'd ever had. He said that with you, I will prove my presence with you through the spirit of revelation. As you're speaking, the power will move. That's what's happening. This is a promise. It is not something I have a control over. Even if I try, I can't. Because this is a fulfillment of what he spoke upon my life. He said it. He said, as you're speaking, power will move. As you're speaking, the sick will heal. As you're speaking, the deaf will hear. As you're speaking, the blind will see. As you're speaking, I will fill men. While Peter spake, the Bible says the power of God fell on the house of Cornelius. But you see, it was a revelation. He says, a truth I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But any man that worketh righteousness... Any man that believes on him in any nation, the Bible says, he's accepted. There was something Peter perceived by the Spirit. And as he started to say it before the household of Cornelius, without any preparatory prayer, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. They were filled with the Holy Spirit. That's how it's supposed to be. That's how it's supposed to be. As he spoke, the Bible says, power came on them. Men started speaking in tongues before he told them to pray. That is the power of the spirit of revelation. But I'm going deeper. He has said, guard the loins of your mind. I want you to listen to that. Be sober and hope to the end for the grace that is to be brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. That means the moment Jesus is revealed, grace is brought to you. The moment Jesus is revealed, grace is availed to you. Great grace. You might say, oh God, I need grace to do this. I need grace for my career. I need grace for my marriage. I need grace for my ministry. I need grace for this. I need grace for that. Do you want grace? Do you want to increase in grace? The Bible says, grow ye in grace. Do you want to grow in grace? The revelation of Jesus Christ. He says grace is brought to you at the revelation of Jesus. More grace is given at the revelation of Jesus. More grace is given every time Jesus is revealed. More grace is given. More, can't you see it? More grace is given. More grace is given at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Th that means all you need is him revealed. If he's revealed, more grace is given. More grace is given. More grace is given. 
How do I know that I have more grace today than I did yesterday? The revelation of Jesus. How much more do I, how, how do I know that, that more grace is flowing in my life next month than it has this month? The revelation of Jesus. How do I know that I'm better now than I was yesterday? I'm preaching something new. The Bible says grace is given at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Grace is given at the revelation of Jesus Christ. Says so you prepare your mind. Because the grace that comes will blow your mind. God wants to do things that will blow you. That will amaze you. That will put you in a corner and you start to weep alone. And you're not weeping because you're poor. You're not weeping because you're going through a pain or a circumstance. Unbearable. No. You weep because of his goodness. The Bible says that the revelation of Jesus Christ. From then on I understood. That revelation is not just something an individual should possess. No. One time I overheard a minister telling, he was warning fellow ministers, I, I don't want to hear this thing called revelation. He said, he said, I don't want to hear this thing called revelation in church anymore. I'm tired of people saying revelation. I said, what's wrong with this fellow? How can you get tired of what gives grace? No wonder you don't have grace on your life. Who is understanding what I'm saying? This is not just for the man preaching on the pulpit. No. This is for that business person. This is for that career person. This is for that student in university. This is for that doctor. This is for that pilot. This is for that engineer. He said more grace is given at the revelation of Jesus Christ. So what do I need? Get the revelation of Jesus. That is where the anointing is. Somebody shout hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 3 and verses 3. He says, and how by the revelation he made known unto me the mystery. As I wrote afore in a few words. Now follow. He says in the next verse. Whereby when you read. The Bible says you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. And which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men. As it is now revealed unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit. Right? That the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of his promise in Christ Jesus by the gospel. Whereof he says, because of that revelation, I was made a minister. Listen, because of that revelation, he says, as made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Are you seeing what I'm saying? He was given grace. He was given the mandate to be a minister. The Bible says according to the gift of the grace of God given unto him by the effectual working of his power. Power became present in his life because of the revelation of Jesus Christ. Grace multiplied on his life because of the revelation of Jesus Christ. And the next verse says, unto me who am less than the least of all saints is this grace given. That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. To make men see. Do you know what it means to make men see? It means every time you're speaking, you cast a vision on them. See, it's one thing for a man to come in your presence and they go back no more people. It's another when they come to you. And by the time they... Oh, can somebody receive it? They come to you. And by the time they're done... You've cast a vision on their spirit. They've seen something in God. Beyond human articulation. That is the power of revelation. That is the grace. Grace. The grace of God bestowed on a man who has accessed the deepest realms of revelation. You start to cast visions of men. Every time you speak, men see. Every time you speak, men see. Every time you minister, men see. They see something in God. They see somebody in God. They see something about God. They see God. 
Do you think people just come every Thursday? No. There are many people here. Some of you even come. You don't even understand the sermon. Some of you probably even have even reservations. But you keep coming. Why? Because your eye opens every Thursday. Something in your spirit opens. You might not have a word for it. But every time you sit under a certain oil, something stirs up in you and starts to... It makes you see God a certain way. That's the power of revelation. Now translate that into business. Translate that into a career. Translate that into your education. Translate that into your relationships. Translate that into politics. Translate that into the social systems of this world. Translate that into the judiciary of this nation. Translate that to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery. To make, God gives you the power for men to see, to make men see. When the Bible says that the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me, right? To preach the gospel to the poor and to give sight to the blind. Sometimes blindness is not physical. Sometimes blindness is spiritual. That's what makes the men of the world the way they are. He says, do not be like the Gentiles. That means you can be like. Yet in nature you're not, but you can be like. The Bible says, do not walk as a Gentile in the vanity of their mind. And the next verse says, having the understanding darkened. Being alienated or separated from the Zoe of God. Through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. When a man is blind in God. When a man is blind in the things of God, he's separated from the life of God. He's separated from the life of God. The life of God flows through a man who has a clear revelation of the person of Jesus Christ. Or the person of God in the face of Jesus. Thanks be to God. The Bible says, who always causes us to triumph. And what does he do? He makes manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. Do you know what that scripture, some people, they just read it on top. Let me go a bit deeper in this. He says he makes manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. Every, 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 every. That means there are no ears on seas, but they hear you. There are no ears on lakes, but they hear you. He makes manifest the server of his knowledge by us in every place. Does us have ears? They're listening to this gospel. Oh my goodness. When this thing hits you, you're not limited to how many things you speak to. We are not only preaching to men. We are preaching to things that don't have life. We're speaking to things that don't have ears, physical ears, but they hear. Otherwise, he would not tell you, speak to this mountain and tell it, be removed from here and go be thrown yonder place and it shall move. Except it has a certain kind of ear. It's the only way the things that don't have ears can hear us. That's why the literal definition of the gospel, the word gospel, is to tame. Who knows that? It's to tell. When the Bible says that you shall preach this gospel and to all the world and to every creature. When he says you shall preach this gospel into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. Creature means creation. Either by man or God. Right? Now the word there preach is tame. It means you shall tame by this gospel every creature. How can you be poor? Think about how. Where do you even start from to be poor? When money is answering. All things. You understand? How do you be sick? How do you fail? When you have the ability to tame a thing. Through the gospel. God has given us power. Beyond we can articulate through human language. 
That's how I know that Uganda is going to change because of us. That's how I know. You don't need to convince me. I am already convinced. I don't need to be encouraged. No, I am persuaded. This nation is going to change. Africa is going to change. The world is going to change. Because we are preaching the gospel. We are taming everything for his name's sake. For the expansion of his kingdom and to the glory of his testimony. Somebody shout hallelujah. Tell your neighbor I'm a preacher of the gospel. I tame with the word. I put in order things with the word. The Bible says the foundations are out of line. For they neither have knowledge nor understanding. But I have said that ye are gods. I have said it. Why, why are the foundations out of course? Why are the foundations of the world out of course? Because they neither understand and they walk in darkness. That's blindness. But when the eyes are open. And understanding, underline the word understanding, and understanding is given. We're putting the foundations of the world or the earth back on course. What a responsibility. Christians, stop listening to certain statements and assuming they are true because they are repeated many times. Sometimes I hear false humilities. Like, you know, even if I change one person, it shall be enough. The world is out of course. The earth literally, its foundations are out of course. And he says, I'm looking at a man. I'm looking at a woman to fix it. Our responsibility is for this earth. We're going to leave it a better place than we found it. Not because it's growing by the economies of this world, no. But because the gospel is come. Somebody shout hallelujah. That's why I tell people, wake up like you're a believer on mission to change the earth. Don't wake up like you're someone believing God for a job at Grampala Road. No. That's a small revelation of Jesus Christ. Wake up with the understanding that I'm ordained to change the face of the earth. Because I'm here. That's why death can't come. Mm -mm. It is too late. We have to finish. Tell your neighbor, I have to finish. I have to finish. We're changing the world. Tell your neighbor, we're changing the world. Tell yourself, I'm changing the world. Yes, I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I'm changing it. I am changing it. I have Jesus. And we should sing, Jesus is the answer for the world today. Uh -huh. Without him there's no other. Jesus is the way. You see that? Now, if he is the answer for the world, and I have him. This world will hear me. You can make that statement too. Wherever the Lord has called you. I say you don't need to be on the pulpit to do this. But this world will hear you to the glory of God. Refuse to die a normal person. Refuse to die a normal believer. Refuse to die with predictable results. Refuse to die in mediocrity. Believe God for something bigger. At the revelation of Jesus Christ. The Bible says in Job 33, verse 4, that the Spirit of God has made me and the breath of the Almighty has given me life. Did you hear that? He says the Spirit of the Lord has made me and the breath of the Almighty has given me Zoe, the life which is of God. The Bible says that there is a spirit in man there's a spirit in man. And the inspiration of the almighty giveth him understanding. The word there for inspiration is breath. And the breath of the almighty giveth understanding. That means that the breath of almighty God, the revelation, the breath of almighty God, it gives understanding. It gives life. It gives life. It gives understanding. The inspiration or the breath. 
You see, Amplified. He says, there is a spirit of intelligence in man and the breath of the Almighty gives men understanding. It gives men understanding. It gives men understanding. It gives you understanding. Now, in John 20, when Jesus was raised from the dead, <laughs> how many of you know the scripture says he was seen by his own? The Bible doesn't say he was seen by everybody. When Jesus was raised, not everybody saw him. The people who tell you he did not come back. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Now, the scriptures tell us in verses 18, the moment he had appeared again back, he had come back. The Bible says Mary Magdalene came and told the disciples that she had seen the Lord. Somebody says seen the Lord. And that he had spoken these things unto her. And then the same day at evening, being the first day of the week, when the doors were shut where the disciples were assembled for fear of the Jews, the Bible says Jesus came and stood in the midst and said unto them, Peace be unto you. Now listen, he did open the door. He didn't knock. He appeared and stood amidst them. They were locked up, remember. Everything was shut. And as everything was shut and as we were praying, he appeared unto them. And he told them, Peace be unto you. That was the new life. Of a celestial being. In a terrestrial form. You could see terrestrial. But the nature now was celestial. And the Bible says in the next verse. And when he had said so. He showed unto them his hands. And his side. And then were the disciples glad when they saw the Lord. What happened when they saw the Lord? When they saw the Lord. Jesus said unto them. Peace be unto you as my father sent me. Even so. Oh, as my father has sent you. As my father has sent me. How has he sent me? As he has sent me. Now some people think he's talking about the Christ before his death. No. This one was on another mission. The one that walked the surface of his earth. When he was on the cross, he said it is finished. He died for their sins. Are you hearing me? He died for their sins. He was wounded for their transgressions. He was bruised for their iniquities. Chastisement of their peace. By his stripes they were healed. Everything was done. That one died. He ascended. Are you hearing me? Now, the one we're talking about, the Bible says he went in hell. He shook them and not. He disarmed the principalities. Many said, I finished everything. Now he came back. Now he told them, peace be upon you. For as my father had sent me, even so send I you. I'm not sending you to do the work that I did before I died. Oh no. I'm sending you to do the work that must be done after my resurrection. And blood has been replaced by life. And the Bible says, and when he said these things, the breath of the Almighty breathed on them and he told them, Receive the Holy Ghost. Hey! This power, it was not just to heal the sick only, it was not just to cleanse the leper only, it was deeper than that. This was the life of the resurrected Christ. The life of God that had transcended from the blood that was shed at Calvary. And now the new creation. For if any man be in Christ, the Bible says he's a new creature. Behold, all things are passed away. And all things have become new. And he says, and all things are of God. And he says, so send I you. Ooh. So send I you. If you used to appear in walls. Now I understand. I understand why when Philip finishes talking to the Ethiopian eunuch. He didn't get a flight. No. He disappeared. And the Bible says he was found at Azotus. Hey! The life of the resurrected Christ. The life of the resurrected Christ. That is the present ministry of Jesus Christ. The present day ministry. He's not doing, right? 
what he did before his death. He has changed now. He has brought many sons to glory. He's working through all to be him on earth. Oh God. And he said, so send I. He breathed on them. What did he give them? He gave them life and understanding. That's revelation. That's revelation. He wanted them to have understanding of what he was, ooh, of why he had died, of why he was positioning them the way he was positioning them. That is the life. Now, back to the first verse I read. He said, I has not seen. Ear has not heard. It has not entered the heart of a man. The things God has prepared for them that love him. And he says, but he has revealed it unto us by his spirit. For the spirit, such as all things, yeah, the deep things of God. Do you realize he's not revealing it? Do I have a witness? Do you see that he's not revealing it? He has revealed it. That means I carry the full counsel of God. Every day I'm just taking off a bit. For the purpose of Rema. To him that is hungry. And water for him that is thirsty. Because the famine is here. Somebody say I carry the revelation. Of Jesus Christ. Do you know what that means? It sunk that day in my spirit. That it was already there. I just didn't have the understanding. He says counsel in a man is as deep waters. But only the man with understanding can draw it out. That is what he did when he breathed on them. He gave them the understanding to draw what was already inside them. You carry the full revelation of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So in my personal study, I stopped to read from without into in. No, that is why many of you have failed to, to walk the life of Jesus. The life is promised in scripture. God has not called you to live without into within. The songs we are singing are wrong. Listen, somebody says, touch my body, touch my soul. Touch my spirit and make me whole. How can he touch your body going into your soul and go into your spirit? No, he has to touch your spirit. Let it flow out into the soul and have an effect on the body. Great. He says, we have this treasure in a vessel that the excellence of power might be of God and not of us. I have the full revelation of Jesus. So every time I'm reading the word, I'm saying, Father, this is just 40 authors of what is inside me. Who has understood what I just said? I tell God it's just 66 books of the eternal infinite things inside my spirit. Thank you because you give me the understanding to get just a little line to give out of the abundance of his fullness we have received. We draw from that fullness. The Bible is just 66 books. What is inside you is not 66 books. What is inside you is not 40 authors. No. Even if you crammed it from beginning to the end. There would still be more inside you. He said out of them shall flow. Rivers of somebody receive it. Even if you tried, there would still be more. Even if you said, let me read the whole Bible and finish it. There would still be more. That means, we, when we open the 66 books, we see all the facets. We see from all dimensions one scripture. Uh, I, I go around 2 Corinthians 2, 9, 10, and I go around it. Are you hearing me? And I see something that's, oh, wow. 
Wait a minute. Isn't this what he said in Amos? Oh my goodness. Rabba. My goodness. That's the same thing in Luke. I connect spiritual things with spiritual things. Are you hearing me? Paul did not have the New Testament. No, he just got Old Testament testimonies and he started going around them. He says, ah, this is Christ. Ah, this is Moses. Ah, the righteousness of faith speaks this wise. Ah, this is what it says. Why? Because he had an opportunity to walk around the Torah. To walk around the prophets. I look at Isaiah and I can see him 360. I know where he's coming from. I see what he's saying. I can see it from every angle. Because the New Testament creature is a possessor of the very life. As the Father had sent him, so sent he you. Jesus Christ, brethren, he is of a truth infallible in us to the fullest. We are what Paul was preaching. He calls us an epistle. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Some people don't know that what we read in the Bible are simply letters. How was Paul speaking? If only letters blow you. If up to today the church of Jesus is standing on letters. Written to Romans. Written to the Corinthians. Written to Ephesians. And then collected by scholars for you to read. And all of these things are important. I want to imagine how Paul was speaking in a service. He says of whom we have many things to say. He says of this Melchizedek, he says of whom, of whom we have many, many, many things to say. But seeing that you're dull of hearing. He says, I came to you. Listen, the church in Corinth, he said, you have been enriched in all utterance, in all knowledge. And he told them, and you come short in no gift. Are you hearing me? They become behind no gift. And they're waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. They were behind in no gifts. All the gifts were there. They were enriched in utterance in all knowledge and everything. Gnosko. You understand? And then he goes to the third chapter and he says, but when I came to you, even with all those things, he says, I fed you with milk. Chapter three. In chapter one, he says they're enriched in all gifts. They no progressive knowledge. And then in chapter 3 he comes and tells them, look, I still fed you with milk. Imagine what meat looked like. Some people think meat is the gifts of the spirit operating on you. No, it's deeper than that. Somebody shout hallelujah. He says, I could not speak to you as spiritual, pneumaticos. Them that belong to the spirit as mature. He says, I spoke to you as babes in Christ. And I fed you with milk and not with meat. And up to now, you're not able to bear it. Neither are you now able. Yet they come short in no gift. They carry utterance. They know some stuff. Progressively. No, he's saying no. There's a life deeper than that. There's a life deeper than the gifts. That is why some people think heaven will be boring. Because they don't have a clue. They say, oh, we're going to be singing and dancing and that's all. They think it's all about just singing and dancing. No, no, no. The revelation of Jesus Christ. It has an activity. <laughs> that is infinite. Heaven is going to be wonderful. Because of the things that are going to become more reality to some people who wait to get there first to have the understanding. And it's going to be a deeper experience for those who already live there. Because 
this is eternal away. That they might know the one true God and his only son, Jesus. That's eternal life. It's life eternal. That means the extent of our life continuously will be the knowledge of the true God and his son, Jesus. There are things that when you start looking into, when you start looking into, when the man says, open my eyes that I might see the wondrous things in your law, they are wonderful. They are wonderful to behold. They don't just get you a job and a car and help you do a miracle and signs and words. No. There's a deeper, deeper understanding. That's why I said our relationship with God should be deeper than the things, the physical things, clothes, shoes, and houses, and cars. It's eternal life. It is life eternal to know that one true God and his son Jesus. There are things when you look into your life can never be the same again. God came to Abraham, our father, and made a simple statement. The power of the word. He told you that I will bless you. He said, I will make you an exceeding what? Blessing. I will make your name great and you shall be a blessing. The Bible says Abraham fell on his face. Because he was told, I will make you exceedingly great. He saw the vision of what God was saying. Listen. The Bible says the word of the Lord came unto Abraham in a vision saying, Fear not, I am thy shield and thy exceeding great reward. Genesis 17. Where God appears to Abraham. And then tells him, I will greatly bless you. I'll exceedingly make your name great. And the scriptures tell us, Abraham fell on his face. Why did he fall on his face? It was too much for his mind. He says, I will make a covenant between me and thee, and I will multiply thee exceedingly. He told him, I'll make a covenant between me and you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. God told Abraham, I'll make a covenant with you, and I will multiply you exceedingly. He just did make statements. No. There was a deeper vision. God caused Abraham to look into the word he was speaking. And the Bible says our father fell face down. Out. Out. Because for some of you when they talk of multiplying you exceedingly. You think about Bill Gates. You think about Jeff Bezos. You think about Warren Buffett. He said I has not seen. Ear has not heard. It has not entered the heart of man. That's what he's talking about. So when he told him, I will make your name. I'll make you great. I will bless you exceedingly. I'll multiply you. The Bible says, our father fell face down. Why? It was too much. He saw the God vision in the words that were spoken. God made him see. What he was saying. Years later we understand. All nations were called through that man. Up to now. The church is still trying to grasp. The full revelation. Of the vision God gave Abraham. Because we are all his sons. We are still an extension. As long as the earth remains. We are still an extended arm. The preservation of Abraham's posterity. That's why wealth shouldn't be a problem with the church. That he might establish the covenant he made with your forefathers. But you see, we are still extending. It's still an extending arm. As long as the church is existing. Everything new in the body of Christ. It was told Abraham. Now imagine how much he had to contain that day. When God spoke the simple statement. That I will make a covenant with you. I will exceedingly multiply you. And he's telling a man who has no child. And he says, and your descendants shall be as the stars. If you can't number the stars, you won't number these fellows. There will be many. 
No, we can still do the population of the earth. No, it's bigger than you think. Many have lived and died. And there's all descendants of this one man. And Abraham saw it all. Do you have a full vision of the word God has spoken in your life? When he says, I'll use you, what do you see? When he says, I have anointed you, what do you see? Do you see a man on television? He's saying, eye has not seen what I'm giving you. Ear has not heard what I'm giving you. It has not entered the hearts of man what I'm giving you. When he says, I've given you revelation, I mean to say I'm giving you something no man can find on a CD, they can't read in a book, they can't find on internet, they can't Google it, they can't, it's not on Google. It's coming out of you. Who is understanding what I'm saying? Do you have a vision of your life? Do you have a vision on your, of your life concerning the word God has spoken on you? Because if revelation is full, grace is brought to you. His power becomes evident on your life. Everything you do starts to prosper. Everybody that sets themselves against you. See, because you're anointed. The Bible says they don't go guiltless. Because you know who you are in God. You spread your spirit to faith. You start to believe God for things that men cannot believe. You start to believe God for things that sound impossible. Impossible. Because with God all things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible. It's deeper than you think. Tell your neighbor it's deeper. Get to your feet. I want you to open your mouth right now and tell God those things they've been speaking I'm ready for them come on speak to God speak to God speak to God speak to God speak to God, speak to God. just three minutes speak to God What a friend I found More closer than a brother I have felt your touch More
May your eyes see. If you're sick in your body right this moment, God is healing you now. Now, God is healing you now. Receive your healing. God is healing families. He's restoring relationships. God is rebuilding things that are broken in your life. Your career, your business, your life, your children. If you're a mother and you're here and your child is on drugs, speak their name right now in the air. God is changing your child. Somebody raise your hands in the air right now in the name of Jesus. I see the breath that gives understanding. The Spirit of God is blowing on men here to receive understanding. Receive it right now. 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 Come on, ghost. Thank you, Jesus. If you've never given your life to Christ, this is the best decision you could ever make. You don't need to prepare yourself. You don't need to get your act right. The Bible says, come as you are. Now repeat this as after me. Say, Lord Jesus, tonight I believe that you died for my sins and you were raised for my glory. My heart believes in your Lordship. My tongue confesses you as my Savior. And Lord, I'm born again. Amen. God bless you. The message you have just heard was brought to you by Fenero Ministries International. For more information, contact us on telephone number 041-466-4291 or email us at fenerocompala at gmail.com. You can also find us on the web at www.fenero.org. Or better still, feel free to join us every Thursday for our weekly fellowships at Uma Multipurpose Hall from 5 p.m. to 8 p.m. You can also catch the live stream at livestream.com slash Fenero. Fenero. Make manifest.